Talk about the challenges of replacing a Zach Moss. You got the leading rusher in Utah history, obviously, that you that's left the program. And I know a lot's been made of the quarterback situation, but can you just talk about replacing a Zach Moss and what a big challenge that is? Oh, it's a, it's a great challenge and a great opportunity for, for everyone involved in the program. You know, Zach had such a such an eraser, eraser ability where he could he could take a bad play call and, and turn it into an explosive play. Uh, so obviously we got to be much more refined all the way across the board from uh, designing and implementing run game schemes, the way that we're coaching the running backs, the way that we're calling the plays. But ultimately it's going to be a great battle for that starting tailback position or the tailback rotation with Devin Brumfield, Jordan Wilmore, Makai Bernard, Ty Jordan, TJ Green. It's a good, it's a good group uh, in the backfield competing, competing to be Zach's replacement. Uh, but we're, we're all going to have to step our, up our game to uh, accommodate the loss of the all-time leading rusher in Utah football history. Hey, thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Next up is Trevor Allen. Hey, Andy. Um, I, I wanted to see how, how deep the uh, O-line is for you. I, I know that, uh, you know, in, in 2019 they were – they were pretty young, but, you know, a lot of them come back. You only lose one one starter. How deep is this O-line, at least heading into camp? The, uh, the it's, it's got the potential for very, very good depth. Again, as you mentioned, losing just one starter and players coming back with so much experience, whether starting experience or playing experience, uh, I think that that group has a potential to really, you know, as, as Dirk asked the question about the running back, and replacing the all-time leading rusher in Zach Moss, I think the improvement and the depth at the offensive line is going to be as big a part of that process as anything as we have going. So I, I feel very good about the depth. I feel really good about the talent in the offensive line, and I think that will be a real strength for the a real strength for the Utah offense in this upcoming season. Next up is Josh Newman, followed by Josh Furlong with KSL.com. Hey, good morning, Andy. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Thank you. Good. Um, when we last saw the guys in March, um, Jake had just shown up. He, he was just learning your offense. He was getting his feet wet. What have you seen out of him these last few months in terms of his maturation and, um, and his command of your offense? Yeah, he's, he's done a really nice job. Uh, you know, he's a football junkie. And I thought even in the short, the short opportunity we had in March with the three practices in spring ball that, he showed a quick take to the, what we're doing offensively, but he's a guy that has made the absolute most of this unique time in, in history and the pandemic and taken advantage of every opportunity that he's had to not only learn the offense, but learn his teammates and develop chemistry uh, with those guys. So the other thing I would note with Jake is that he is moving so much better now in October than he was in March uh, coming off that injury from his, from his uh, previous season there at South Carolina. So we're real excited about the progress he's made physically as well as mentally in terms of adapting to the Utah football offense. Next up is Josh Furlong, followed by Chris Camarani of The Athletic. Andy, with, with the pandemic and not having a spring season and, and all these different things that go into it, does that, does that kind of give Cam Rising a bit of an edge just simply because he knows your offense, he knows uh, how to work into that and being able to, to help all those things? 
Cam Cam had has has been around us for a year, and he's been in the press box as you know last season. So he's seen some things from a unique perspective, and uh, I believe it does give him an edge. Just again, there's a familiarity not only with the system but with myself. But I think that again now that it's it's it seems like Bentley's been here forever now. Okay, the the thing that they both have in common is that they neither one of them have ever taken a snap as a Utah football quarterback on game day. So that's that's kind of the great equalizer right there. But I, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing these guys on the field today. Not that I haven't seen them for the last two months, but uh, things are changing now. Things, it's going to be a little bit different when we take the field today as opposed to when what we did in you know the middle of August. Next up is Chris Comrani with The Athletic, followed by Bill Riley with ESPN 700. Good morning, Andy. You got me? I got you loud and clear. As you know, Kyle isn't one for hyperbole, but he said this year that he thinks that this is the deepest that Utah's been out wide at tight end and wide receiver. And, you know, traditionally your offense is played to the strengths of whatever you have each year at your disposal. And I'm wondering, how do you strike the balance between um, taking advantage of having so many different types of threats out wide while also staying committed to the running game that Utah's known to have? Uh, we're, we're committed to doing whatever it takes to win. So if, if the strength of the offense is on the perimeter and the quarterbacks are up to the task, then things will open up. And uh, I, I really feel like last year we played to the strengths of – who we were and stay true to who we were through the course of the season. Uh, every year is different. We take a lot of pride in our ability to adapt and adjust to the personnel within the scheme. First and foremost, that will always start with the quarterback position, but there's no doubt that the depth and the talent level at the wide receiver and the tight end position is going to warrant uh, the ball being in the air more than it was a year ago. Next up is Bill Riley with ESPN 700, followed by Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune. Good morning, Andy. How are you? Bill, doing great. Thank you. Um, I know you like to get creative. You, you used that creativity a year ago with, uh, with Brant Keithy at the tight end spot, using him in a lot of different ways. Um, a healthy Britain Covey this year. Um, you know, where do you see him fitting in with what you guys want to do? And uh, being kind of a dynamic playmaker when healthy, do you see utilizing him in a lot of different ways? Absolutely. I, I would put uh, Britt Covey is like a guerrilla warfare player where he's not – I'm not saying that Britt Covey is an X receiver, R receiver, slot receiver, outside – he's everything. He's going to line up as a, as, as a running back. He's going to line up in the slot. He's going to line up in the perimeter. He's going to be moving, getting carries out of the backfield, getting carries – from the fly sweep positions, things like that. So I've talked with Britt about that. Hey, you're not a letter. You know, most receivers, hey, I'm an X, I'm a Z, I'm an X. I said, Brett, you don't have a letter. You're everything. And you have to be prepared to adapt and adjust week in and week out as we work to implement uh, plays and design schemes that highlight his skills and abilities, which he has a tremendous skill set. So, again, he's a fun player to work with. He's way into it and uh, can't wait to get started with him today. Final question will come from Josh Newman of the Salt Lake Tribune. Andy, obviously um, it's been quite a long time since you guys were 
in full pads and tackling and hitting fully. Uh, at some point here soon, you guys will put on full pads. What are the concerns, at least initially, of getting guys back into that mode of full hitting and full contact after so much time away from that? Well, I, I have great confidence in Doug LSI, our strength and conditioning uh, coordinator. We've had these guys here for about three months, so I know they're bigger, stronger, and faster uh, than we were in March during spring football. We didn't get to hit full. We Our practice three in March finished in helmets and shoulder pads only, so there was some banging, but no live tackling. Uh, per NCAA regulations, our first two practices this year start in helmets only. That's today and tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. On Monday, Tuesday, we'll be wearing helmets and shoulder pads, our first fully live work and, and maybe not even full tackle, but full contact work will be on Wednesday. Is there, I don't know that there's any more concern on my part this year than any other year. Uh, we're coming off a little bit longer break than usual, but I, I have great confidence in the head coach's plan in terms of how much hitting we're doing week in and week out or day in and day out through the course of camp. And I'll follow his lead and his direction. But I know one thing, our guys know what to do. Uh, we are learning how to do it. Now we just have to see how physical we can be in terms of executing our schemes. And that will really start taking place uh, next Wednesday. 